In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you paying it forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, hi everyone, it's Josephine Jirasi, and before I introduce you to my incredible guest today, I would like to take a moment to pay it forward with a lesson I learned this week. Eight years ago, precisely at 10 o'clock a.m., I gave birth to my first son, CJ. So with that, I'd like to wish CJ a very happy birthday, and I must say, I am thrilled he woke up in a happy mood today. Since yesterday was a sad day when he realized he was not going to get a puppy for his birthday. Ouch. My son was really tugging at my heartstrings all day yesterday. So, okay, so everyone who knows who my guest is today should be chuckling. But um, I just wanted to say that my lesson learned was several years ago, like five years ago, I did promise my son that he would get a dog, and I just, and he had to wait until his younger sister got older, and now my lesson is I have to follow through with what I had promised him, so he will get his dog. We will start the research process today on his eighth birthday. So anyway, that was my lesson learned. Here we go with my guest. I am absolutely thrilled to... um, tell you that my guest today is Scott McIntyre, um, who ha- also has his mom, Carol, with us today. And Scott, before we get started here, we know that you're the season eight top fine- five finalist. And I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank and- you so much. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you, Scott. But before we get started, this is very important for me to tell you that there's a time to be modest and there's a time to put it on the line. So I would love for you to put it on the line today. <laughs> I, I love when people quote my song lyrics. It's awesome. How is that, Scott? So I try to have a sense of humor. I, I love it. it. It makes my day every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott, I am just, I have to tell you, I hope I can get through this interview without shedding tears. And I do not shed tears very easily, but... I must say, is your mom there? Can your mom hear us? She's on the line. She she will uh, be joining us at the next commercial. Okay, that's fine. So, So, Scott, I was just reading everything about your mom and how committed and dedicated she is to her three children. And I just, um, 
I am so, I'm lost without words because I just had tears coming down my eyes when I read everything that your mom had done. And I have three small kids and Scott, it's just so hard for me to sit down and do homework with my children sometimes. I just can't even imagine how your mom not only homeschooled you, but you went to college at 14 years old. You were yeah, a Rhodes you know, my, Scholar. <laughs> she, was, she was so dedicated, and uh, I, you know, we never planned it that way, but I did start college early at 14 years old, and uh, I was able to graduate with my undergrad at 19 years old. And then I uh, went over to England to do my master's degree as a Fulbright Scholar and a Marshall Scholar. And it just, you know, it just went on and on. And now with American Idol, I, I really uh, owe so much uh, to her for what she's done. And she is actually with us now. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, Carol. It's Josephine. I'm so happy that you're here with us today. I was telling Scott that I was reading your bio. I was doing a little research on you guys. And I just had tears coming down my eyes you know, down my face when I saw how committed, what a wonderful mother you really are to your children. And you, you you truly pay it forward, Carol. And I so appreciate everything that you do for all the people around you. So, well, thank you. And we're just, we're happy to be here with you today. And um, one of the things that I don't know if uh, you were able to read, but um, as a When I had young kids, one of the things that I thought would be really special is if we could use our kind of music to sing together and, you know, give that to other organizations in a way that we sang for retirement homes, we sang for, you know, different churches, we sang for temples, we sang for a lot of organizations. Anyone that would ask us, pretty much, we'd show up there. And, you know, back then it was all kind of, um, you know, just starting for us. We were doing three-part and four-part harmony. But it was just a wonderful way to grow together as a family and also be able to hone, you know, musical skills and share our talents with other people, too. So that was a really neat aspect of growing up with the kids. Well, I just love the fact that, you know, Scott is such an incredible role model for so many of these children out there who are at a young age, who haven't started to study music yet, and they can look at Scott and say, wow, if he can do it, I can do it too. And right, it's right. truly inspirational. Yeah, thank you. I, I just want to say one thing. I was in a Taco Bell the other night, and the person helping me at the counter recognized me as Scott's mom. And she said, I love his music. She goes, it doesn't have any swear words in it like that. And this was another yeah. young person that was probably, <laughs> you know, 19 years old. And I said, yeah, that's right. You know, and and I just thought, what a great compliment, because my, my son, not just Scott, but my other two kids, they're out there doing, um, you know, what I would call just really positive things in this world. And I'm so grateful that um, Scott has, you know, just been, as you said, a role model to a lot of people in going through the American Idol process um, that we didn't realize that at the time when he was on the show, but after he got off the show, that's what a lot of people said to him, that they really appreciate the fact that they could you know, look at him and see his life and their kids could look at him and kind of be inspired by that. So it was it was just wonderful. I just love the fact that the entire McIntyre family is so down to earth. And, you know, looking from the outside in, you know, we just look at such a, a family that is filled with so much love. And it truly is an example that we can all follow. So 
Well, I think it's great. You. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, Scott would be the first to tell you we've had our definite ups and downs um, as far as challenges, <laughs> but uh, I think sometimes that really does draw a family closer together when you go through a lot of challenges, and um, that's the case with our family. So we're grateful for that. Yeah, don't worry, Carol. We all go through that. I have 10 brothers and sisters, and <laughs> wow. we all have our ups and downs, so it's yep. always a lot of fun. Yes. But like you said, it, it does pull us together closer, so that's great. So, Scott, I have a question for you. So, what are the biggest lessons with my show? What I try to do is I try to have my listeners go away with lessons um that my guests have learned throughout their life so that they can, you know, after the show is over, they can think about yeah. it and maybe even apply it to their own life. So what are the biggest lessons that you learned through your American Idol experience? You know, uh, I, well, through, the, through American Idol, you know, through my life, I, I don't know if you know, but I've dealt with a lot of challenges in my life. The blindness, the blindness is kind of obvious, but I actually... Uh, I went through a time in my life where I experienced kidney failure, and uh, you know it was a, it was a really tough time for my family as well, not knowing uh, not knowing you know what what would happen, what the outcome would be if I'd be on dialysis forever, or if I would uh, you know if I'd have a transplant. And uh, I remember a time when I literally could not uh, sing and play piano in my own living room. And so uh, when, when I recovered from that and received a successful kidney transplant in 2007, it was like the world opened up for me again. It was, it was uh, you know, literally like getting a second chance at life. And the kidney failure has never been diagnosed, um, but, uh, but I'm healthy today and my donor is healthy and I'm able to travel again and do idle. And I, I think I came away with uh, the knowledge that you are really the only person that can limit yourself uh, uh, as far as accomplishing and reaching your dreams. You know, I've really been through an incredible journey the last couple of years of my life where I've seen uh, some major dreams of mine come to fruition in front of me. And uh, now I get to travel around the world uh, giving concerts or, or speaking to organizations. And whether I'm speaking to kids or whether I'm speaking mm -hmm. to a corporation, um, I feel like I have the perfect words to say uh, to encourage them to reach for their dreams in whatever line of work they happen to be in. Oh, I love it. I think that's, that's just amazing, Scott. Um, and I want to say one thing about the kidney failure. I did know about that, and one thing that I was so touched with was the fact that you didn't want anybody to know that you were going through that. You wanted to be known as an artist, not yeah. somebody who had a problem, and I have goosebumps. Well, I, I, you know, I wanted to be voted on based on my musicianship and artistry and all of that. And then when I left the show, I thought, you know, because the competition was over, it was a great time to, to talk about it. And I actually broke that story on Regis and Kelly, and uh, I'm actually in the process of writing a book, which will which will go into detail about that, but also a lot of other things, you know, will go behind the scenes of uh, of my time on Idol, what was going on in my mind, you know, all the things that people people don't know, and there's actually uh, much more than has come to light yet. So we, you know, we got the album Heartstrings out, which is kind of like uh, that. That's even a very good representation of my heart and my thoughts and my mind. You know, there there are 
snapshots of all these different places I've been in in life uh, throughout the album. Uh, but the book will be exciting because it'll be, you know, it'll be a, a great substantial way to talk about that. Well, I can't wait to hear all about the book, and I'm sure you were writing a journal through the whole entire process. In, and, in my uh, mind, I, I wish I was. <laughs> I, I know, was. Scott. It's we, always we were we were so we were so busy. It was it was yeah. hard, but I I have so many memories, so many stories. It's incredible. Well, I'm so glad. So. You know what? I can't wait for you to share some more stories with us, but we're going to come up on a quick break and we'll be back shortly with Scott McIntyre and his mom, Carol. Thank you. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Toginet. Starting November 4th, Janet Hens is a college instructor, speaker, writer, wife, and mother of three young children. She also has her Master's of Arts in writing from Johns Hopkins University. Janet began her career working for a congressman on Capitol Hill, then moved over to lobbying when he retired. It was through these jobs that she learned about the power of grassroots initiatives, media relations, and public speaking, and then she honed these skills when she became a college instructor. Today, she artfully balances work with full-time motherhood. In the show, Critical Thinking in the Real World, Janet will discuss hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life, and she'll share that in every show. Critical Thinking in the Real World with Janet Hens, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central, starting November 4th on toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central, part of the Her Inside Network on toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, FairytaleWishesInc.com. And for Diana, TheNextBigZing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. With the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Diana Cohen. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central. Part of the Her Insight Network on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Hello, everyone. It's Josephine again, and I am so excited with my guest today. So we were just talking with Scott McIntyre and his mom, Carol's with us, too. So, Scott, um, I think let's go back to a little bit about your experience with American Idol. Um, yeah. Is there anything you might do differently? You know, that's, that's, a great, that's a great question. Uh, I've, you know, I've, I've thought about that from time to time, and it's really easy to say, you know, you can, you can look back and 
you you could have done this song differently, but then you probably would have done the next song differently and another song differently. And you know, I I uh, I, I love every decision I made. You know, the songs I sang. I tried to find songs that that had uh, you know that had great melodies that had uh, you know that allowed me to to do something with them that was different and unique. But I also tried to find songs, if you notice, that had a great message. You know, songs like mm-hmm. "Keep the Faith" and just the way you are, um, uh, so- songs like that, Wild Angels, that really had uh, a message that was aligned with what I was trying to say to people. And, you know, it was hard to find that combination a lot of times, but I really, you know, I, I really felt it upon my heart that, you know, with 30, 30 million people uh, watching from day to day, they were definitely paying attention to the lyrics I would be singing, and I, I really took that seriously. Wow. And I have to tell you, Scott, every time I watched the TV and would listen to you, I am sure I was with the 30 million rooting for you with, you know, goosebumps running up and down our arms. So yeah, you did an incredible so job, seriously. And you could tell you really put your heart and soul into it. So. I, I remember when Randy said, I can feel the passion pouring out of you and how much you love this and want this. And he, you know, he, he got that right away. He got that I wanted to be there and I, I you know, I was going to work for it. And I just really appreciate you and all of the fans that made, made this possible for me. I owe it to you guys. Oh, I think it's great. We're, we're just so, so thrilled with it. So, um, so Scott, when something big happens, like I have to tell you, the one little thing that I did that was a little similar to what you did with American Idol is um, Kelly Ripa actually had this thing for mom inventors. And we had to go into Manhattan, and it was very similar, I'm sure, to what you experienced, where we had to go into a hotel room. It was filled with chairs and Everybody had their little product or their little speech ready, and everybody was all nervous and everything, and you had to go behind this door in this little room. You were being recorded, and if you were lucky, you got the ticket. So here I went in. I went into the city at 2 in the afternoon because I have young kids. I had to make sure everything was taken care of. And they said that, you know, it was all day. You had till 5 o'clock to go. Well, Scott... I didn't know. People were lining up at 4 o'clock in the morning, traveling from all over the place. And here I am arriving at 2 o'clock. So needless to say, I literally got the last number. So wow. when, Yeah. So it meant that I was the last person for them to hear that day. So when I went in, by the time I came out, there was nobody but the one person in charge of, like, maintaining the line and everything. <laughs> there was one person, and here I was, Scott. You could appreciate this. I got the ticket. I oh, got the gold ticket. That's great. And I went outside the door to wave my ticket, and nobody was there but that <laughs> one. <thing. laughs> wow. And it was funny, but um, I'm sure that through your experience, I mean, what was it like for you when you got that first ticket? Well, that that was that was the thing. I mean, uh, the amazing thing about Idol is that everyone is heard. They're not all heard by the judges, uh, but when you see that big stadium of people in every city, everyone is is heard, and uh, that really surprised me because I thought people would be turned away with that many people showing up. And 
we had we had 110,000 people audition across uh, across the U.S. and and everyone got listened to. So <laughs> you know, if you, if you showed up earlier, you showed up late. That's why I, I appreciate your story. Um, but it was uh, it was you know it, I mean it was uh, definitely nerve wracking, especially uh, singing for the judges for the first time. Uh, yeah. Randy, Paul, Simon, and Kara. I mean, you're you're stepping into a room where years and years of contestants before you have have literally put their musical reputations on the line, and not knowing if they'd be ruined or affirmed, or you know, and for someone like me who is a musician and had a prior, you know, uh, prior uh, reputation on a, on a lot smaller level, of course, going. Uh, it was, you know, it was, it was kind of scary. I didn't know what to, what to think, but you definitely take a chance and you, you know, there are cameras all over the place. So you, you they, they don't miss anything. They, they don't miss the high five even after I, you know, yeah, that's <laughs> the Ryan so high five. I, I just think it's just so exciting. I just can't even imagine how you felt when, you know, when you're up there and you hear all the, the applause and, it's just going to be so moving for you as an artist to say, wow, this is, you know, this is um, my thoughts and my writing, my songwriting. And here we've got millions of people that are loving, you know, your creation. You're right. a creator. That, that was the amazing thing because during the show, you know, I, I could never sing my own music. But after the show now... You know, I've I've toured. I, I did a show with Alice Cooper recently. I I just sold out two shows in Tokyo, Japan, and that was the first time I had ever been over there. And and I'm performing my own music now. You know, it's music that I've written and that's born and bred out of my own heart and soul. And it's really it's really amazing. I'm performing all the music from uh, from the new CD Heartstrings, and uh, you know, really just enjoying you know sharing it with people live. And if if people don't have the album yet? You got to check it out. It's it's on scottmcintyre.com, and if you like, if you're a physical CD person, you can you can order the physical CD on scottmcintyre.com and get the get the whole packaging. And uh, if you're if you like the digital, you can download it from iTunes. Um, but it's just uh, you know it's it's just kind of a great collection of snapshots of what uh, what I've been through the last uh, little while in my life. You know there are there are moments of uh, of happiness and moments of of triumph through you know hardship and struggles. It's it's a great collection of uh, of stories and moments. So Scott, now there's twelve songs on the CD, correct? Yeah, and I, I wrote every single song. So it's it's uh, it's rare uh, 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 because I I actually wrote all 12 songs exclusively there was no co-writing on this CD it's all it's all written by by me and uh, you know I had a huge hand in the in the production process as well we had input from uh, a couple great Grammy award-winning producers that you know that I bounced ideas off of and I, I had a you know uh, I have a great team of people promoting it uh, but I really took a personal role in, in the direction of this album and it's been very exciting because uh, because I knew this, you know, that Heartstrings would be the CD that that people would pay attention to because it's the first CD I did since Idol, and uh, so I really wanted to make it something that I that I'd be proud of and that would really represent uh, the direction that I'm going from this point. 
And, uh, you know, I, I think it, it turned out fantastic. Oh, I think that's great. So um, who do you run to to celebrate? You, you know, know <laughs> Scott, I, 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 I jump up and down in my living room. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it sounds who, like your mom's always around. there. I, you know, when I and when I get something like that done, me, I can't. You no know? oh, pardon. Yeah, it warms my heart that your mom is always there supporting you. So I would think your your mom would be the first person after you jump up and down as that solo victory. I, I run to whoever is around, anyone <laughs> and everyone. <laughs> he, he even sent the when the songs were getting finished. He sent some of them to his brother in Japan who's working over there. So he um, definitely has a real close relationship with his brother and sister, and they're always supportive of him, too. So that's uh, been a fun thing. Even though they don't live, you know, they're all spread out. Todd's in Japan, Caitlin's in California, Scott's in and out of Arizona. They share their yeah. music and what's going on, and it was it's great. So they celebrated with him over the miles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, I would love to be on that conference call. Yeah. It's, it was, it's great. Now with Skype, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, with all the pictures and everything, it's kind yeah, of funny, right? Yeah. Great. So, okay, so that's all the good news. So it's got to be really hard. Hard. I mean, Scott, unfortunately, there's rejection involved with American Idol. And, yes, I mean, is. it hurts really, really bad when anybody gets rejected over anything. But what happens... When, like, how did you handle that? Did it make you stronger internally, and then did you, like, come out like a lion? Or how did you handle that? You know, I really, I, I, I'm going to go into this a lot, uh, a lot uh, very much in detail in my book that I'm writing, because there's a lot of emotions, as you can imagine, going on that night when I left the show and all through the show. I mean, it, it was a roller coaster ride. Uh, but uh, leaving the show, you know, as sad as it was temporarily, it it did. I don't think it made me. I don't think it made me stronger. I don't think it. You know. I don't think it. Uh, I don't think leaving the show and dealing with that disappointment did anything to mold my character. I, th- I think my character was already was already what it was. And the thing I realized within hours of leaving the show was that it wasn't really. Uh, it wasn't really uh, the end. It wasn't really a disappointment. It was. It was actually the moment I had been waiting for. My whole life, you know, the the attention of the nation and beyond was focused on me for that week after I left, uh, like never before. And so I used, you know, I used that to just talk about where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. And uh, I talked about the album. I actually talked about wanting to write a book, you know, and here I am writing a book. So it was just a great time to kind of seize the moment and... Uh, and, and tell people that, that that was not the last of me that they were going to see, you know, that there were plans and that I was going to be going to be working away to stay in touch with people and to give them give them the heartstring CD and give them, uh, you know, all kinds of all kinds of new, new uh, and exciting things in the future. Well, I think this is great. And I have to tell you something, Scott. Your mom's not the only one that's proud of you. <laughs> we are all so proud of you. You know, Thank you, you picked so yourself much. Up and you know nothing was gonna stop you and I just you know I listened to Heartstrings all weekend and it's just it's an incredible album so I just want to make sure all my listeners go out there to scottmcintyre.com and get your Heartstrings CD. 
So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central, part of the Her Insight Network. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism. The historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years? How can we hold on to what we hold dear? And the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central, part of the Her Insight Network on toginet.com. Get a jump on what your preschool kids need to know with Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten from Stacy Cannonberg. A mom told me this is the book I've been looking for. This book gives me all the information I need about what my kids need to know. And a private school admissions director said this is exactly what we test on. Google it, get it, and get ahead. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten. Applauded and approved by parents and educators. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten is a state-approved teaching tool. On sale now, in stores, or online at cedarvalleypublishing.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, hi everyone, it's Josephine again, and I am so sad, but Scott McIntyre is going to have to leave us in just a few minutes, but I want to say... Thank you first. Scott, I'm having so much fun with you. So. Me, me too. This has, been, this has been great. I'm just thrilled. So, um, Scott, we were talking about your CD, Heartstrings, and um, I thought it would be so cool to share with my listeners. I don't know, maybe one of your favorite lines or something. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I, uh, there, there are so many favorite lines. I haven't gone through and picked... Uh, Picked one out, but uh, but I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, and uh, uh, every horizon changes. The sun still shines. Uh, you grew up and had a family. Well, that's, that's <laughs> I'm just cute. random. Lines. <laughs> he's, kind of, he's, he's mishmashing a whole bunch of song lines together there. Yeah, I think that one out, Carol. I don't know if my uh, list no, but is what I was going to say was he wrote the good, the bad, the ugly in London, England. Do you want to just tell a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I I was in the back of a of a London taxi cab, and uh, all of a sudden this this line came to me. I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly. And that, that song, if people know it, it's the first track off of the Heartstrings album. And I uh, was sitting in the back of the of the taxi, just probably on my way to a library or somewhere to you know to work on my dissertation over there. And uh, it came to me, and then I you know I was like, oh, that's that's a great hook line. It's unique. It's interesting. And I went back to a practice room later that day and uh, and wrote the song. That's great. That's just, I can't believe you're riding in the back of a taxi. I've, I've written all over the place. You know, I was, I was, uh, I, I was saying I, I've written 
songs on uh, on airplanes. I've written songs in in taxi cabs. Sometimes I, you know, write them in my sleep or, or in the middle of the night. I'll think of something, or you know, it it really just depends. I've written them walking around the neighborhood. And, uh, it never stops. It never stops. Oh, well, that is just so great. Scott, I want to say thank you again. It really means a lot to me. I know you have a really hectic, busy schedule, and you took the time out for us, and you got up super early because we're on the East Coast, and you are in <laughs> Arizona. <laughs> so that's a, a double thank you. So. Well, thank you. Thank you. and It's, it's been a pleasure, and my, my mom's going to stay on for uh, for the for the listeners, and she has some really interesting insights to share with you guys but i want to thank you for having me on and uh i was going to say if people want to want to stay in touch we we mentioned scottmcintyre.com but uh, scottmcintyre.com links to all the social networking pages the facebook uh the twitter i'm scott d mcintyre on twitter so you got to follow me uh uh everyone out there and you can get to know me you can ask me questions uh and i will get back to you so thank you so much That's perfect, Scott. Have a great day. All right, you too. Take care. And Carol, boy, oh boy, do I have a lot of questions for you. (laughs) Yes, I'm still here. So, Carol, tell me, so you really are more or less Scott's um, business manager, correct? Well, it's interesting. He has a team of about five people that handle different aspects um, from publicity to he has a, a legal staff, things like that. And then I found myself more in the role of um, what I would call personal management. And then my husband has actually assumed the role of business manager. So oh. it's been, yeah, it's been a really fun experience because all along we were kind of helping out with things. You know, he had several independent CD releases in the past. And then um, we helped him through those projects. Um, everything from, I mean, back when he was 11 years old, he was... Uh, working on his very first CD, and I remember researching with him, you know, where to do that. At the time, we lived in Canada, and so we found a company that was a production company, and he found a a mixing person and a producer and, you know, all this great stuff. So the journey started years and years ago, and it's just been amazing to be a part of that. I never grew up, you know, in a family that had ties to music, you know, professional music or Sony or anything like that. So it was a learning experience for me as well. And so now a lot of times my role is if uh, we're traveling to, you know, radio or television stations, I'll be the one kind of making sure he's getting there. Um, He has a press person who does meet him a lot of times as well. But my role has just kind of been more personal management. So that's been fun. Well, I have to say, Carol, with the whole team that Scott has, you know, as his mom, I am sure, I can't even imagine, I'm trying to schedule three little kids with their lacrosse, soccer, and ballet lessons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I can't I can, imagine how you're doing it. Yeah, I can relate to you as well, because when I, you know, the kids were younger as well, we did, um, you know, all the typical stuff like sports and music classes and things like that. And when they were younger, my husband was the one that traveled a lot in most recent the last two years, I've been the one traveling more, you know, and it's related to Scott's involvement with American Idol. Um, in fact, the last month I counted up, I traveled 25,000 miles. Oh, my <laughs> that gosh. Was, that, was, <laughs> that includes Japan, but then New York, you know, L.A., there were a lot of back and forth across the U.S. But, um, 
it's just been a privilege. And so Doug, my husband, was the one that traveled when the kids were younger. And so I was struggling just like you and other moms to keep up with their schedules and, you know, taking them to this class and that class. And um, the home education aspect was definitely a challenge. And I would kind of wistfully, you know, sometimes look at my neighbor that was going off to get her nails done or play tennis. And I was, <laughs> you know, doing the homeschooling. So, but it all worked out and it was just a huge blessing. And it's not for every family, but for our family, it definitely worked. And it allowed, you know, more creative uh, time, more hours in the day for some of that um, creativity, which obviously we see now in Scott, you know, at 24 doing, you know, just the, all the arranging and producing, and he's a multi-instrumentalist. So it really paid off with that extra time that it gave him during the day, I think. So, Carol, I have so many questions for you, but I'm going to yeah. start way back when. So okay. we know that, you know, Scott went to the piano at three years old, and he started to, you know, play on his grandmother's piano, which I think is just so cute. Right. But, like, um, what was a typical day like with you homeschooling and then um, having the time? Like, did you have somebody come in to train the kids? You know, how did that all work out? Yeah, throughout the years, because, I mean, I just finished homeschooling my youngest daughter last year who just moved away out of state to college. And so my entire length of time that I've been homeschooling, because I started with Scott first, has been 19 years. And so this has covered a lot of my life, obviously. (laughs) So, you know, things each year change. There's, I, you know, you mentioned um, have someone come in to help out with that. There were definitely times during the years, some years, where I would, when we lived in Canada, for example, I hired a private French tutor um, to come to the home because it was actually cheaper than going to a group French class. And so, um, and I hired a Parisian French tutor who had the, you know, Parisian background and it just you know things like that I creatively did that one year um, another year um, in the Los Angeles area I remember um, being involved in actually horse vaulting with the kids and so I'd take them you know schlep them to lessons in that in the Los Angeles area um, right. just a wide variety of activities that you know throughout the years obviously changed as they grew older um, I was a big um, you know, user of public museums and um, science centers and things like that. So when the kids were younger, I would schedule, you know, probably at least once a week a field trip to some, you know, interesting place that the kids could kind of explore and, you know, learn from. So it wasn't always just sitting at a, you know, desk or a table doing homework and schoolwork. We had a lot of hands-on learning going on, and especially... I don't know if you know this, but my daughter also is visually impaired. So Scott and Caitlin are both visually impaired. And so my um, curriculum obviously had to be tailored in a completely different way for those two as opposed to, you know, if you were home educating children who had sight. And I think it's statistically, I read something a while ago that 90% of what is taught in a public school or private school classroom is visual anyway. So that wouldn't have worked the best, you know, for Scott and Caitlin. So it was definitely, a, you know, area that I had to be pretty creative in, but I took advantage of a lot of wonderful, you know, field trips and museums and things like that. So, 
Well, you know what? I have to tell you, Carol, I give you so much credit. I was saying earlier, it's so hard sometimes. I was doing homework with my five-year-old last night, and it took us like seriously an hour to do something that should have taken 10 minutes, and it was killing me. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, Yeah. well, and... and I can't believe you homeschool three kids. I mean, hats off to you. That is such yeah. a huge, huge accomplishment. Well, and thank the fact, you. I'm sorry, that, that Scott went, was ready for college at 14 years old. I'm amazed. Yeah, I, I re- know. that. Well, and honestly, that didn't happen. Uh, we didn't plan that, I guess I should say, because we were living. He was born in the Southern California area, and then we moved to Canada, lived there for a number of years, and home educated in both those places, California and Canada, and then we um, relocated also to Arizona, and it was because of my husband's job, and it was when Scott was 14 years old, we relocated to Arizona, and we were a little bit at a crossroads because we were actually looking for a qualified piano instructor to take over from where his piano instructor, he'd been at the Royal Conservatory of Music in Toronto, Canada, and um, we researched and we researched. We could not find a qualified neighborhood teacher, so people kept recommending the university. And so I drove him down there. He auditioned for the head of the university, um, like, piano prep program, which is, like, for kids through high school. And when they heard him play, they're like, oh, you can't be in this program. We need to have you, you know, be in the regular university program, <laughs> like that. So it was definitely a compliment. And... Wow. They said, but in order to get into it, you need to take your SATs, and then you need to apply to the university, and then you also need to audition formally to the School of Music. So he accomplished in the next four months all four of, or all three of those things. He took his SATs, um, applied to the university, and then also um, auditioned for the School of Music. And he was accepted into the university, did really well on his SATs, and then the um, School of Music you know, accepted him as well as a piano performance major, which is, um, you know, definitely if people know about performance majors and piano or voice, it's definitely a pretty in-depth major and quite a difficult one. But he did a great job and graduated uh, about four years later. It was actually four and a half years at 19 um, with a 4.0, and that's when he um, began receiving all these... uh, accolades in, as far as scholarships for further graduate study um, overseas. And so it definitely wasn't something we planned, but he just loved the major he was in and uh, really absorbed everything. And, you know, he was, um, as a student there at the university, he was entering competitions, you know, as a 16, 17-year-old that were entered in by like 20, 21, 22-year-old students. So it was quite interesting to see him. Well, that's wonderful. Carol, we'll be back real shortly. We're going to take a quick break. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap. 
And the Frugalitarian is here to show you how. Jody Olson is the Frugalitarian on Toginet, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On the Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion savvy, and earth friendly. Showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing. I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Celebrate Green is coming to Toginet, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th. The mother-daughter team of Lynn and Corey will have you going green and loving it in no time at all. As heard on Martha Stewart and Disney Radio and seen blogging for HGTV, Lynn Caldwell and Corey Caldwell-Lipsum are unapologetic evangelists for greening every aspect of life, especially holidays and celebrations. Based on their book, Celebrate Green, they're putting the meaning in the greening with their simple, fun, eco-friendly, affordable ideas. From their start with green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at CelebrateGreen.net and GreenHalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Josephine and I was just having this great conversation with Carol McIntyre who is Scott McIntyre's mom and um, Carol's been on Toginet most of the morning now and I just want to thank her so much for her time and Scott McIntyre was with me earlier on Paying It Forward and he also spent lots of time with Louise um, on Laughter and Learning with Louise so I want to thank you so much Carol for your time. Thank you, Josephine. It's been wonderful to be with you. Thank you. And for paying it forward, Carol. And um, we shall all keep in touch. We're going to have a big auction at Toginet. And I know that um, Scott had signed some of the CDs off to us so we can auction off. And I wanted to say thank you so much for doing that. Yes, thank you. And if people are interested in the Heartstring CD, it's on his website, scottmcintyre.com. And just it's been a pleasure to speak with you. So thank you so much. And Mishavana, great to hear your voice too. You too. <laughs> so have a good have a good morning. Thank you, Josephine. Okay. Have a great day, Carol. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. So for my listeners with paying it forward, this is actually the first time I have two guests on my show. So I feel very honored that you're with me, Ms. Shavana. How are you doing well, today? 
Thanks for having me. I'm doing fantastic, even though it's pretty early here on the West Coast. Nishimad, <laughs> <laughs> I always feel bad for my guests on the West Coast. Um, it's okay. <laughs> but it's it's always a lot of fun. I'm having so much fun with my show today. I had a great Good. time with Scott. And now I can't wait to get to, to learn a little more about you. And um, I'm going to start off first with a similar question that I had asked Scott. You know, okay. what... You know, Mishavana, what I try to do with my radio show with Paying It Forward is I love for my listeners to learn some lessons mm -hmm. that my guest has learned throughout their life. That's so, great. yeah, so you can think about lessons that you've learned and um, we'll share it with the listeners. And I love for them after the show to just still be thinking about my show saying, wow, how can I apply that lesson to my own life? Mm -hmm. So, with that in mind, I'm going to start asking you some. Wonderful questions, Mishavana. <laughs> so here we go. What are the biggest lessons you learned through your American Idol experience? I'd say that the biggest lessons I learned through my American Idol experience would have to be, um, I think that, that number one is having confidence in yourself above anything because if you're not confident in what you're doing, then no one else is going to believe you. You know what I mean? Like, if, you're get, if you get up on that stage, no matter what genre you're singing, and you don't really fully believe in what you're doing, like, you don't, you don't think that you're doing your best, then nobody else is going to think that you're doing your best either. So I guess that that's one of the biggest ones. Um, so to believe in yourself. Yeah, definitely. You, you have to... You have to make sure that you... Like, that you fully believe in yourself before anybody else can. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And you have I to know it. what you want. That's yeah, another you, good thing. I'm sorry, what it, was the second one? Go ahead. Sorry. It's, um, you know, you have to know what you want before anybody else can help you. And, and that, that means, like, you know, after Idol, uh, a lot of people get, they get pegged maybe what they were singing in Idol. And uh, you have to know where you want to go before anybody else can help you. I mean, you can have meetings with every kind of manager, any kind of agent you want, but if you don't know what you want to do, then nobody can help you. So I say that you need to believe in yourself and you need to know exactly where you want to go. And that, yeah. that applies in, in anything in life, really. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's great. So um, let's see. What are the questions? I have some really good questions here. Um, is there anything that you would do differently looking back at your experience? You know what? Yeah. Um, I entered the competition as a country singer. That's what I do. I think country okay. music. Um, I, I auditioned first in season seven, and I made it to Hollywood Week, and I was singing country. I got cut the first day of Hollywood Week. So I came back, and I was singing country for my first two rounds, and I got to the executives, and they told me they didn't want me singing that, so I just did, like, pop alternative kind of thing, and then I got on the show, and I did uh, Trains Drops to Jupiter, but I think that if I went back, I should have been true to myself and uh, sang country music, you know, like, even right. if they didn't like it, I should have just done it. 
Because okay. obviously I got I got booted anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Not all bad things come to harm you. How's that? My mother exactly. always taught us. And you know I what? Like- you're a great person and you're you've got lots of lessons that you're sharing with other people. So I think it's exactly. great. It is. I'm I'm glad the way things turned out. I wouldn't have it any other way. Okay, so my next question is, what's your greatest source of inspiration? Oh, gosh, my greatest source of inspiration. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> I think it would be other people's music. That's, okay, uh, like who? Can you tell us one artist that you've always loved? Yes, um, my like ultimate favorite artist definitely be Bonnie Raitt. That's like, ah. she's like God to me. <laughs> I love her so much. I saw her in concert last year. My mom and I went to the Greek theater. That was the first time. I've been listening to her all my life. But it was just, oh my gosh, she has still got it. And <laughs> I strive to be like that. That is like exactly what I want to be. Um, it, even her style is so perfect. I wish that I could emulate that, but I know right now I'm not really going for that exact kind of thing, but one right. day I hope, I hope to be up there um, on par with her. So I guess, I guess, yeah, listening to other people's music really helps me get ideas for what I want to write, how I want to sound. Yeah, I, I think that's great, and I have to say I'm also a fan of Bonnie Raitt, but um, I'm sitting here, Mishavana, <laughs> listening to you, and I can hear you get all giddy about how you went to her concert and everything. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> laughing because, do you know, you've probably got millions of people doing that to you. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to me. It so, is. I know. I'm weird. I hope, I hope for you that one day you're going to be up on stage with her, and I'm sure that's going to happen sooner rather than later. Me too. So, so I think that would be really, really funny. So, mm-hmm. you should want to tell us, so who do you run to when something really big happens and you want to celebrate? Is there somebody special that you just have to talk to right away? Do you feel like you just need to absorb it in, you know, in for yourself and do the victory dance, or how do you handle that? Well, um, usually it would be my mom, but she's always usually there. But then I'd call my brother and my dad. Um, but a lot of the time, I, I have this really bad habit of not telling people because I always feel like I'm going to jinx it, and then suddenly it's not going to happen. And it comes from a lot of, like, uh, from acting when you get an audition and you... You get really far, and you get to the producers, and you're like, oh, I'm totally going to book this. And you tell people, and they're like, oh, cool, you got it. And then you get the phone call, and you're like, oh, actually, I didn't. <laughs> and it's just like, I always feel bad, because things fall through really easily. So I always try to not say anything uh-huh. until I know for sure. But uh, definitely right. Yeah. We're totally on the same page with that. I agree with <laughs> A hundred percent. I can remember being at a college and I would be going on interviews. You know, I'd be mm-hmm. going on one, two, with the same company, three interviews, mm-hmm. and I still wouldn't even tell my parents. And yep. 
I feel the same way that you do. Anything can happen at a moment's notice. Yep. Let me sign the deal, and then I will let the world know it happened. Exactly. In the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime let me make it happen, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you sound like so much fun, Mishavada. I have to tell oh, you, like, are you, are you partying like every Friday and Saturday night? It's been a long time since I've done that in Manhattan, but uh, what, do you, yeah. what do you do for fun? Like... Oh my gosh! Uh, actually, I'm not much of a partier. <laughs> surprisingly oh. enough, I um, I'm usually at home Friday, Saturday. Uh, if I do anything, it's like going to see a movie or going to eat dinner somewhere. And there's not much to do around here. I mean, I could like drive to LA or something, but Orange County kind of shuts down pretty early, and that's bad for me because I'm definitely a night owl. So I usually just end up in my room on my computer talking to people on Facebook and listening to music or reading a book. Oh, that is so <laughs> funny. So, Mishavana, tell me something. How can your fans get in touch with you if they want to? Well, they can go to my website, which is the best hub for all the other sites, just Mishavana.com, M-I-S-H-A-V-O-N-N-A.com. And that has links to my Twitter and my uh, Facebook, and uh, you can find me on iTunes, Amazon, Napster, basically everything. <laughs> All right. That sounds like fun. And now, what about Twitter? Are you a, a tweeter? Do you tweet a lot? I am. I am. I got in trouble <laughs> last night for... Uh, for um, saying something about a performance on Idol that I was just kind of meh about, and the fans defended on no end, and I was like, whoa, sorry, this is my <laughs> opinion. Yeah. yeah, you have to be careful with that, right? Yeah. <laughs> as, I'm, sure, as I'm, I'm okay. sure you're under the magnifying glass, but... Mishavana, I we just have 30 seconds left, and I have to tell you, the short period of time that I got to interview you, You've been so much fun, and oh, I want to say I want to say thank you so much. And the biggest lesson that you're paying forward today to my listeners is make sure you believe in yourself, even if somebody else wants to steer you in a different direction. Yep. Stay your own course, and yep. you will be honest to yourself. So, Perfect. with that, I want to say thank you again, Ms. Shavana, and have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Okay, I'll see you all next week. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Toginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons 